Welcome to the Author's Porch, where every good conversation happens. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride from author to author. We want to give you an experience where you learn and enjoy the conversation. Authors tell you about their journey, you learn about new books, and at the end of the day, you go home with a smile on your face because the Author's Porch is a beacon of light bringing you home to the family you never knew you had. We hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Author's Porch where every great conversation happens. We are excited to be back with you for another fantastic author interview. Tonight we have Susan Farise on the porch with us. How are you doing, Susan? I'm doing great, CJ. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on and talking with us. Guys, I'm excited because I was able to get a copy of Susan's book and read some of her poems before we came on for this conversation. And the the beauty that is her poetry is all inspiring and very heartfelt. So we're going to get to that in a few. But before we get really deep into the words, I want to give you a little background on Susan, which I'm sure you read her full biography. But one of the other things that I love about her is Susan is also a former veteran. Not former veteran. She is a veteran. I am a See, veteran. I told, you, I told you I was going to say words that made absolutely no sense. No problem. <laughs> so Susan is a former Navy nurse. She is a veteran and she is a registered nurse as well. Coming straight out of New Jersey. She's a New Jersey native and she is the CEO of SJF Communications, which is a publicist marketing PR extraordinaire and so much more the firm is. It does so many things. And she is also the author of Poetic Expressions in Nursing. And Susan, thank you so much for your service. Not only in the service, the military service, but also as a nurse, because we talked just a little bit before the show. Um, at the beginning in December, a lot of things started happening in my personal life. And nurses, not just recently, but throughout my entire life, have been the catalyst in making sure that we're all safe and sound every single night. There's at least 10 nurses to one doctor. Aww, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, right. So sure. thank you so much for that. Thank um, you. And for being here. Thank you. By the way, I was Navy and Army. I was Navy for three years and Army for nine and a half years. So almost 13 <sighs> years active duty and was a major when I um, was left. And so that was many, many years ago. I got out in 1990. So that's many Get. lives ago for me. <laughs> but thanks for having me. Yeah, I I did not see that in your bio. Oh my goodness. Army and Navy. I did one and barely did that. I mean, I, I lasted 20 years by the skin of my teeth and that, but it was the air force totally different. And, but two branches couldn't have done it. Yep. Done it. Thanks. So, wow. Thank you so much. Now, when you were in the service, were you a nurse in both branches? I was, yes. I was a, a registered nurse in the Navy. I worked general medicine, cardiothoracic surgery, step down. And then when I transferred to the Army, I was in several uh, other clinical areas, uh, surgical intensive care, emergency room, 
uh, orthopedic surgery, nursing education and staff development, administrative. Uh, I was a chief nurse of an outpatient clinic and I was a clinical ma nurse manager for an uh, ICU as well. And then when I got out, I, I did research at Duke University and I've been a nurse consultant as well and a nurse entrepreneur. So I've done a lot in nursing except for pediatrics, OB and psych, <laughs> but mostly adult, adult. Yeah. And um, I, although I'm not clinical any longer, I keep my license and I'm more of a nurse coach and mentor now and a nurse poet and teach haiku. And I'm starting to teach haiku to nurses for their uh, stress management and wellness. So, so I just circle. looked at this, I looked at the screen and I saw myself kind of frowning, but it wasn't a frown because anything upset me. I was just like, I was trying <laughs> to keep my mouth from dropping the chills, the chills that I got. That is, that is one amazing career because people don't realize just what it takes to do what, what you have done. Um, and now you're paying it forward. You're Absolutely. paying it forward and, and still being that servant leader. So, well, I mean, COVID, COVID brought me back to nursing um, because okay. it was just so stressful for nurses and anxiety and depression that they were yeah. undergoing, taking care of so many patients that had died and were extremely, very, very seriously ill. So that brought me back. And that's why I published the second edition of Poetic Expressions in Nursing, Sharing the Caring in 2021. It originally came out in 93. So I've added some, you know, additional haiku at the end and a new um, author's note and a new cover and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I, I just feel really connected with nursing now. And I, I want to continue being passionate about creative arts and nurses or creative arts with everybody because they're just so therapeutic and cathartic, whether it's poetry for me or, you know, dance or theater or making a film, uh, cooking, doing some exercise um, just anything that's creative and artistic mm -hmm. and, um, you know, is helpful for stress management in this day and age. Yeah. And I could tell that in your poems, I was reading one and it talked about someone in a nursing home and how the patient didn't want to just be a lifeless person in a wheelchair and how the nurse encouraged them to go out and do different things, bring them to activities, walk them around in their wheelchair and they became their companion, their new friend. And it, it, you just, you can see the life in the poetry. Well, it comes from either experience or thoughts or conflicts I've gone through or values that I had to clarify. So many different inspirations for my writing. And that poem, nobody's ever brought that poem up. You know, I hear <sighs> which one touches them, but that one, I just visualized a person at a nursing home, sad, depressed, with head lowered in, an, in a wheelchair or a jerry chair all day. And my poem is about, you know, let's go for a walk in the sun. I'll wheel, yeah. you know, wheel her out there. And, and, you know, you don't need to give up. You know, you've got a life that you can share with me and teach me about life. Um, yeah. Wisdom and things like that. The generational connection. Actually. Yeah, that one, that one hit me. Um, my, my mama was in a nursing home. Um, later on in her life, but she was the vice president of the nursing home council. She she lived in that place like it was her whole community, and she loved it. Right. And the the nurses there were were her best friends, and they were it was an amazing community. And when I read that, I was like, yes, 
it was an amazing place for her. And I know a lot yeah. of people sometimes get sent there and forgotten about by their family right. members. So um, sometimes the nurses are the only family that they have. Exactly. Once they get You're there. Right. So that, You're right. that poem was, it was beautiful Thank amongst you. other ones. Thank you. Which one is your favorite in the book? Oh, I have, I have several favorite ones. I love intuition because I've always had really strong intuition and I wrote about intuition as well. Um, the one about my grandma that we will probably talk mm. about and Zestins, yeah. and then some just about nursing in general, night shift, um, this nurses know, uh, sharing mm. the caring. I mean, there's just so many that are just, I'm just fond of, and I like reciting them too. Um, and when other people write, read them out loud, that's really interesting because everyone has a different cadence. Yes. And so my, I'm very much into rhythm and, and rhyme and things like that as well. Although not all of the poems rhyme. They're a little bit different. They're um, free, what do you call it? Freestyle, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And I also do some haiku at the end of the book as well. But yeah, I, I like many of them. <laughs> I, I hope that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love lived, every I've single one of them. them. So yeah. <laughs> why not, right? Yeah, they're they're very deep and, and heartfelt, but they're they also had a sense of um, playfulness to them as well, mm -hmm. and that's what I what I loved about them. When you were writing them, did you have a, a specific message that you wanted to get across, or do all of them have their own message? I think all of them have their own message. I never wrote the book to write a book either. I wrote the first poem about my grandmother, Anne Zestens. Yeah. And when I read it to my mom on the phone the next day, she started crying and said, this is the closest thing to what we went through. I want you to share this with everybody. And I was like, what? And then I would share it with everybody, either at a Chambers of Com Chamber of Commerce meeting or a nursing education meeting. And people would want to come up and need tissues and want to talk about spouses or their uncle or their grandparent that had dementia. And so it rang true to people and it touched people's hearts. So I knew I had something and I just kept writing after that. And the book was published in 93. So I was in my mid thirties at the time and dealing with um, just different getting out of the military that I was out of the military at that time. But I mm -hmm. thought about some of the stories back then and also wrote when my uh, family members were in the hospital, just all different kinds of concepts. Um, about role modeling, about how nurses are like birds, day shift, night shift, uh, just anything that was popping into my mind. And it helped me actually heal from my grandmother's death 20 years after her death as a nurse reflecting on what we went through. So it was cathartic and therapeutic as well. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to hold all of my emotions <laughs> in because you're speaking life into so many parts of me. When I retired in 2017, I was lost and, and I didn't know how to function basically. And I took to writing. It was my way of sorting out all the feelings that was inside of me. So I, right. I'm connecting with you, understanding that it, it is the only therapy that worked for me at the moment. I later went into therapy to work through more issues to continue because the writing wasn't getting all of them out. Um, and before the show, we talked about Ancest and, and how when I read it, I just, I was just in tears because of one, it is about your grandmother. My grandmother was my best friend. And mm -hmm. there was one line in particular 
that I just smiled and I looked up and I said, that's you, Grandma. And it said one, just one line, because I want you to read the, the poem, if you would, for us. It says she ran the show. She was in the know. And I said, oh, my goodness, that was my grandmother because she worked at a hotel and she oh. would run everyone out of there because there was a bar connected to it and a restaurant connected to it. And my grandma was hard. She was a hard woman, but she was fair and she loved me to no end. So Oh, you're reminding me of her. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it talks what it talks about is something that we're experiencing with my father at the moment, who's currently in the hospital. We don't know um, how much more time we have with him. So it just it hit it hit home. And I would love if you could share that with the audience because I think that they'll understand how this poem was the catalyst to the trajectory of where you're at now and where you're going. Well, the can I just, uh, just one note about the poem. Yeah. It was 1991 and I was fairly newly married at the time with my husband of 30 something years now. And we were at the movies and saw the movie Awakenings. Robert De Niro and Robin Williams were in that. It was a fantastic mm -hmm. movie. And there was a character in the movie that reminded me of my grandmother. And I was sitting in the theater with my husband crying and he's like, what's the matter? Because he didn't know her. She had passed away 20 years prior to that. Yeah. We got home. Um, a couple of days later, he was on a business trip. And I couldn't get to sleep one evening. And I sat. I took a bath. Couldn't get to sleep. Had a glass of wine. Couldn't get to sleep. Just kept thinking of that movie and that character. She caught a ball. In this, she was sitting in a wheelchair. And she just rang out about the faces and the, um, the demeanor that my grandmother had right before she died. She was mute, mm. she was vegetative, and yet she connected with me on her deathbed the day before she died. And part mm. of this poem is about that. She really saw through me and didn't realize who my parents were. So it was very, very striking. And so I sat on the couch and I grabbed a journal that he had given me the holiday before. And that poem, three pages long, rhymed, in sequence from childhood to 20 years after her death uh, in 1991, reflecting on it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty heavy, <laughs> pretty heavy. Okay, I've got the tissues, Susan. I'm oh. ready, I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to grab my book here. Anne's Zest Ends, Prelude. Her zest for life, boundless energy, a smile a minute so full of glee, remembrances of my grandmother Anne, so significant to me. She ran the show. She was in the know about this or that. Nonetheless, always on the go. So sharp, so much fun, and so on the ball. How I long to remember and long to recall. Endless walks, sun or snow when I was small. She picked me up when my spirit would fall. My first real buddy, my first true friend, her ears and shoulders she'd always lend. If I was sad, my pain I'd spend, but always through her, my heart would mend. Intermission. But when I was about seven in 1963, something in her changed so drastically. She would no longer laugh. She no longer knew me. She would wander about so aimlessly. She would light the gas stove and let the fire run free. Her eyes then would gaze in a wild combat stare. She grew mute and confused. She would pick at her hair. Who was this new stranger taking over her mind? Where did her spirit go and what did it find? From doctor to doctor, this mystery grew. It was 1965 and still nobody knew to a state institution eventually 
Her spirit then faded each day religiously. She grew steadily worse. It took six more long years. I would visit her with my mother. We would shed many tears. Day passes were draining. The public would stare. We'd assist her in the bathroom, comb the knots from her hair. I wonder how she felt personality withered. Did she realize her melt? Were her synapses in a blizzard? Finale. On the 13th of April, 1971, when the hospital called us, twas the weight of a ton. She was terminally losing the battle and had wasted away. Lost all faculties, not her choosing. She died soon after that day, the next day. I reached for her hand at the bedside to say goodbye, friend, on that fateful day. And she mumbled and stared and connected. She mumbled as if to say, don't make me cry here. So long for now, Susan. I'm afraid it's time to take my rest because Alzheimer's drained my life away. But at least you've inherited my zest. Mm. Reflections. 20 years later, I weep for that past. Fond memories of Anne, she left the good life so fast. Her suffering, although it was an unfair curse, was the stimulus for me to become a nurse. As I seriously reflect on this draining disease that robs the brain of freedom cells and independence ease, I am angry. No definite cause or cure has been found. All the research won't touch the pain that abounds. If I had just one wish that would be granted to me, I'd want to spend a day with Anne, just her and me. Her cheerful style, giving nature so gold, her best feature zest, her stature so bold. But who's kidding who? She was taken away in her prime. True, true servant of God, strong will, lost mind. Signed, one who can still remember. So beautiful. Every time. She I know. Every single time in my heart. Every I told time. myself, don't bring up the tissue until she's finished <laughs> so she can get through. So, <laughs> but I mean, it, 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 yeah. it rings true. And I, and I love that. Um, that was a catalyst for you becoming a nurse for writing the poem, everything for writing that beautiful book to bring light on what nurses go through, how they feel, they feel the illness that the patients go through. Um, you're helping them find ways to cope through right. what, what they go through. And it, it's just, it, it has so many dimensions. It does. And, and nurses have so many stories in their hearts. We, yeah. we, we take care of thousands of patients in their career. Yeah, and so they, it needs to come out in some, in some way. And yeah. we have to be careful, of course, with confidentiality, but, yeah. but fiction or poetry or dance or, you know, just some kind of a creative art can mm -hmm. be therapeutic and cathartic. And that's my message and my passion. And I just firmly believe in it uh, because especially after COVID, nurses, nurses need love and care and support. And, um, you know, reach out to a nurse and, and thank them. Thank them from your heart. You know, it's very, yeah. very, very heavy <laughs> of an occupation. And, and, and nurses are very special. Absolutely. And you pay it back tenfold. And you are such a busy lady. I was looking, um, reading up on the things that you do. In addition to your writing and your advocacy, you're also a member of the SAG-AFTRA American Legion Post 43 Veterans in Media and Entertainment, San Diego Writers, Inc. and San Diego Press Club, the Southern California Writers Association, the Army <laughs> Nurse Corps Association. These are all massive 
associations and clubs and things that help you get the word out through your company to help with your public relations and publicist of people who have wrote books, who have artistic expressions that they get out right. there. Can you tell me more about the business side of it? Sure, sure. Also, I'm a mentor at San Diego State University for the last six years or so as well. So I work with college students wow. with their, you know, with different majors too that they're either communications or health related. Uh, as far as the business, I started doing PR in 2011 um, kind of not really by default, but my daughter, who is an actor, was in a production of Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat that had adults and children in it. And I had done a press release for the kids just to get it out in the paper. And the director asked me, you need to be on our board. <laughs> and I joined that board and I became the PR for five years. And then in 2016, so that was five years, um, I went freelance and then word of mouth started spreading and other theaters, filmmakers, authors, uh, artists, uh, businesses, and now nursing um, has reached out to me. And so I've worked with a lot of creatives in the entertainment industry. Um, and as far as the SAG-AFTRA, um, I've, I've played a nurse in several movies and, and you know, a businesswoman and a mom and, and that kind of thing. So um, I have a very diverse life. Um, I think I wish I could have played piano growing up and I wish I was a Girl Scout. Those two things, uh, but I've done a lot of other things, and I'm still not perfect at anything. I'm a jack of all trades, or a renaissance mm. woman, or whatever you want to call it. But I'm not done. I'm old, and I'm not done yet. I'm still excited about life. I think people need to learn about and embrace change because many yes. people are afraid of change. And um, communication is the key. Communication matters, you know. And this, I, I want to thank you too because. What you're doing for authors is phenomenal, and you know, and with social media and with um, websites and all, we can we can share what we're doing. Because when yes. you when, when I work with authors, especially, they're really many of them are very introverted or into the process of writing, and then they yeah. say, "Well, what do I do now? How do I sell it?" So I try to be a catalyst <laughs> to get them going and getting the word out, and it's it's a feat <laughs> sometimes, but I love working with authors as well. So yeah, I've learned a lot I, along the way as, as well. So. Yeah, authors are so much fun. I, I got into this because um, I started writing through therapy for myself. And then I realized that after I wrote, I was like, well, what do I do with it now? And there was nobody out there to tell me or to help me. And I was like, well, let me just start. Let me build something to help them get it out there. And, and, and that's, you know, the same, awesome. the same exact thing. So. But so is there going to be a book number two, another poetic oh, expressions of nursing number two? I'm not really sure because this is the second edition. So right. I've added some haiku at the end that wasn't in the mm -hmm. first edition. So for now, I, what, my, what I've been trying to do and I'm starting to do is to connect with different nursing organizations and teach haiku to nurses for stress management. And just, um, you know, just I admire a nursing profession. There's a lot of changes going through and, and, and stresses and such. Um, so that's what I'm doing rather than writing right now. But you never know. I always wanted to write about, you know, motherhood and, you know, being in business and that kind of thing. But I'm also published in several online journals. I'm in the San Diego Poetry Annual um, for the, I think, third time this year. That'll be coming out now shortly. And um, I've been in some anthologies. So here and there, I get some published uh, work, 
I also have a blog on my website and uh, I'm also a nature photographer and bird watcher. Wow. So I try to combine all of these creative things about me, but I'm also a science person as well, <laughs> a little remote from the science part of my life, but uh, I, I think I if we keep try. you on longer than 30 minutes, we're just going to keep hearing more and more things that you do because you keep pulling them out of the brain here. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, oh my there's more, there's only 24 hours in a day, Susan. How many I know. more things? I know. But I think I find it amazing because a lot of people find one thing and they just hold on to that one thing. And you, like you said, open your mind and try new things. And I think that's probably why you have been one successful and two joyful. Joyful. My I middle name is Joy. <laughs> My middle name is Joy. Well, who would have known? But also, yeah. as far as what I do, I've moved a lot. And I think when you were in the service as well, you usually change jobs or duty stations every year to a couple of years. And in nursing, we change jobs. So every time I moved, I reinvented in some way and change yeah. became part of me. And when I got my master's, I, I really became a change agent. I'm not afraid of it. And so, so geographic changes and personal change made me gravitate to new things. And I love learning. So my message to you guys out there is to just never stop learning. Follow your passions. Do something creative. Look outside. Look at the clouds like the last couple of days in San Diego, it's been rainy. And actually the last several weeks, it's been really crazy weather. And to look at the sky, to look at the flowers that are blooming, you know, just yes. notice nature and write about it, you know, take a break, take a mental health break and appreciate nature. And um, my thing is haiku because it's kind of succinct and easy, fairly easy to do. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm working with nurses with haiku right now. That's and I've taught at the uh, local San Diego County libraries for the last couple of years before COVID. So I'm getting back to teaching here and there. And I love doing virtual classes as well. So what's yeah. next? Are you, are you going to continue teaching or do you have anything in particular that's your next big project that you're working on? Yeah, I am. I'm working with um, a uh, university hospital right now with their nursing wellness program. And I've introduced haiku with a video and, um, virtual class. And if that, I, I, I'm very happy with it. And when I get their recommendations, they will get the word of mouth going and we will start doing that hopefully on a national level. Um, and I'm happy to do things from, from my desk and zoom, you know, I mean, it, it works rather than traveling all over, but I am definitely here locally in the, you know, Southern California area too. So that's what, I think that's what I'll be doing and um, just enjoying life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I can tell you are enjoying it. A lot of people um, will put a smile on and you can see their faces and what kind of the, it's it's not the smile um, that they want to put on, but you can tell mm -hmm. yours is genuine and that that's, that's infectious. So it's beautiful. Thank you. And I just really admire what you're doing too, because without you, I wouldn't be able to tell people what I do. So you're, you know, you're, spreading the awareness and the word and and i love porches <laughs> so thanks for inviting me to the porch well, thank you that you know that's all <laughs> thanks to my grandmother because that was the one thing she, the porch light was always on yeah and every time you showed up she was outside waiting on you so Super. we we grew up hanging out on the porch so susan i've had an absolute wonderful time but we all know that 
CJ's a chatterbox, and sometimes I get going on some <laughs> things and I don't realize. So I want to make sure, is there anything that we didn't talk about tonight that you want to make sure that we brought up? Because um, it, this is all about you, but I do talk a lot sometimes. Oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Basically, um, how to find me, I guess, is my <laughs> website, sjfcommunications.com. That's S-J-F for Susan J. Faris, communications, plural, dot com. And on most social media, I'm SJF Como, C-O-M-M-O, at S-J-F-C-O-M-M-O. Um, yeah, you can easily find me that way. Um, if anybody has any questions in the chat, have uh, are there any questions or anything else? I think everyone's just been mesmerized with listening tonight, like the way I have, because like when you were reading, I was like, I looked like I was frowning, but I was just, I <laughs> also, think that's what everyone's doing. <laughs> well, I just want to say also, my family's been very, very supportive with everything that I've done. So that. yeah, it, it makes a difference. That family network and that family support. And we, we know about that in the, being in the military is without right. the support of our families, we're, we're dead in the water. So having that yeah. afterwards as well. And congratulations to that, that marriage lasting so long as well, because <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> being prior military, we know how hard it is to keep that family structure intact. So congratulations with everything Thanks. you do, Susan. You're absolutely amazing me tonight and i'm sitting here going i need to pick up my game i'm only I'm 45 i need to pick up my game i need to start working harder <laughs> i could be your mother cj so let's go let's change <laughs> oh my goodness you threw the gauntlet down i'm sweating now. <laughs> oh my gosh no oh, thank you so much for coming on the porch tonight susan you. I love what you're doing. I've got more poems to read and I'm excited to read them because they are speaking to my heart. And I pray that everyone goes out and reads expressions, like poetic expressions, expressions in, in nursing. nursing, sharing, yes. and caring. And also that is available um, everywhere online and um, you can just search it and it comes right up. And it's also on my website as well. There's an author page. And yes, on Amazon make sure. And everything. Yeah. If you like poetry, make sure you go and check that out. And if you're not experienced in poetry, go and read them because they are stories about the experiences that nurses go through, how they view the world through their eyes as well. And they're heartwarming and absolutely beautiful. And I hope that Susan will share some in the Author's Porch magazine sometime. I'll shoot sure. you some information uh, on that. So, guys, I've had an absolute blast. Don't forget that the 1st of April, the new edition of the Author's Porch magazine, Diversity and Inclusion, comes out. You guys can grab a copy. It is on Amazon paperback and um, Kindle. I almost forgot that. So you guys can grab a copy. on. It's the 4th. Sorry. The 4th of April. Perfect. 4th of April, it comes out. <laughs> and don't forget that we're here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Unless I, um, you know, forget what day it is and what time it is, because that's what I do. Exactly. Thanks again, Susan, for being here. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, -bye. Bye Susan. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye, CJ. Thanks.